A very warm welcome to This World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello everyone and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. My name is Rebecca Wheel and I'm your host today. I'm one of the directors at World Game Changers and I'm very honoured and blessed today to be joined by Paul Lowe. Uh, Paul, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much. A double welcome, listeners. I'm honoured. I'm flattered. <laughs> Duble. <laughs> indeed. So uh, we're going to talk about today, um, there's a, a title that we've come up with and the title is the greatest challenge in life is so we're going to explore this and have a, a deep dive no doubt around what this means to us and um and yeah to kind of dance dance around that title so anything coming up for you initially with that paul <sighs> yeah just a bit um i did something on this one listeners that i've very, very, very rarely do, because as Rebecca says, we had kind of, you know, looked at titles and subjects and topics that we felt that could be some real value to to sharing with you, the listeners. And this obviously was one of them. Um, and what this did then spark for me is I started making a, uh, making a few bullet point notes, and I never do that. Because I like to feel that I'm so much in the moment that whatever presents at every, any given moment in time will present, whether that's perceived to be good, bad or indifferent. Um, however, um, I think my starting point for this is just going to be such an obvious one. Maybe it's not. Um, of those two questions, the biggest challenges, the greatest challenge in life. So I think what would be good is to throw one or two ideas around. And I've got one at the end that will really, for me, and it's my, you know, it's part of my experience and my journey that is kind of top of the pile, if you will. Mm. But I'd like to start the ball rolling to answer your question around who am I? So this identity, the great, one of the greatest challenges we have is around this thing of identity. Mm. I am male. I am female, I am blonde, I have got dark hair, I am this, I am that, I am the other, you know, and I know you and I have spoke many times, and indeed, listeners, you've heard me quote this many times around the cliches of the conditioning of, you know, big boys don't cry and nice girls don't do things like that. Now, that's certainly something I was brought up with from a very early age. And so this is, that's the first one to answer your question, identity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say about writing notes because I actually I did write notes as well. Just as a few there some things came to my mind that um I felt really uh, important to explore. Um but the thing that came up straight away when you mentioned this title for me was was me. So in terms of like the biggest challenge in life is myself. And uh and yeah also um 
you're bringing in identity I actually also that was one of the things I wrote down was knowing myself you know knowing knowing oneself and um, as you say there's all sorts of identities that we get wrapped up in in life um, and you know things like uh there are the things more like the facts, you know, the the blonde hair, the you know those kind of things. But then there's also the ones that where they're like, you know, what we do. We wrap ourselves in our identity around what we what we do, maybe as a job, or what we are good at, or what we, um, you know, what we practice, or how we how we show up in the world. So, you know, I am a doctor. I am a um, and I think that that happens a lot in um, people's lives. You know, I've I've certainly from in my life uh, identified that I've had an identity around being a creative person. So like I am a creative person. And I notice I often say that if people ask me what I do, you know, I am a designer, I am an artist. And I am partly that that thing. That thing is a part of who I am, but it's not who I am. So... I feel like, yeah, in life, one of the challenges is to to dismantle that that identity, to almost peel back the layers of that identity, and to to lean in or or tap into the true essence of who we are, mm. rather than the thing that we've kind of wrapped our identity around in because there's no there's nothing wrong with that is there's nothing wrong with saying I'm a designer I'm a creative person but it can be constricting because then I'm kind of labeling myself and putting myself in a box and almost using that maybe as like a safe uh, place in which I exist Mm. Because if I am a creative person, then I feel there's a kind of validation that, oh, you know, I'm a creative person, I'm a designer, an artist. Uh, and so, yeah, I feel like the challenge is to break ourselves outside of what we think we are. Yeah. Yeah. And as you say, there's nothing wrong with it so long as we can witness that. And we mm. know it's not, you know, OK, so today I wear a green hat and that's fine. Because people are going to define me by wearing a green hat and people that like green are going to be drawn towards it and people that don't like green are going to be repelled by it. And that's fine. But we, as the wearer of the hat, say to ourselves, well, this hat does not define me. It's a hat I'm wearing today or a different coloured shoes or or whatever it is, that you know, to use a clothes analogy. And that's fine. And I think that clothes analogy, because I think as humans, we kind of like chameleons. We change our colours to blend in with the outside world. And maybe we shouldn't change our colours. Maybe we should just go out there, um, you know, in the words of the immortal Dame Shirley Bassey, this is my life. This is who I am. I'm full of love. And that's it. The rest is kind of just superficial that we change. But I think one of the, the greatest challenges for me, and I'm speaking from personal experience here, is how... I've never really ran with the crowd as such. In fact, I've always ran against the crowd uh, as an individual. But even that, in its own way, was... There was a small part of that, as I reflect back, that was just to be different. Mm. Which itself is an identity thing. I don't want to run with the crowd. Mm. Now, the deeper part of me was, I didn't want to run with the crowd. 
that was a natural I because I don't agree with you I don't resonate with you I feel so differently inside about who I am you know even when I didn't know who I was but I knew who I wasn't and I think oftentimes to know who we aren't is a good stepping stone to get closer to finding out who we actually are mm. you know it's a bit like sort of I don't know if we go and paint our fence green well what color green are you going to paint the fence um, I don't know there's all these different tins of paint. So let me paint that. Pick that one. No, don't like that shade of green. Let me do that one. No, don't like that. Let me just pick that one. No, don't like that one. That one. Oh, I like that one. And it's that process of experience, experiential learning, isn't it, that takes us to the place of, okay, now this is me. And I think I want to put a caveat on that as well. This is me. And I think in times, and I know that in times, we are fortunate to come across people that actually help us in a real deep, deep way to to dance with ourselves. You know, there's so much stuff out there around identity. Know yourself, you know, know yourself first, and um, you know, self-love at all costs. And this, mm, as one, there again, I speak from experience, listeners. I've been through a few years of that independence. Just a note of caution on that, because to use a well-known cliche again, I'm breaking all the rules of a podcaster here, using cliches and generalising, all these things that you shouldn't do, even the word shouldn't. Um, yeah, just be careful on that, because to use that cliche, no man is an island, or person, yeah. should I say, in today's world. No person is an island. Yeah. Well, just kind of backtracking a little bit around the identity, um, what came to my mind there was what is serving us in our identity because i've definitely noticed and becoming more aware of the identities that i that are the stories that i kind of confine myself to like there's been one that's happened recently and i've actually almost kind of had a bit of a just a realization with is that i've i i have this story that i'm not good at communication and I've been re just reflecting upon that recently and I've noticed it and I'm like, you know, and, but when I'm, when I'm by myself or when I'm, cause I often kind of just do like video diaries, video blogs on my phone and, and I have absolutely no problem with communication in those moments. So I don't actually have a problem with communication. So but what it is, is actually in the moments where I have a fear of judgment is particularly when there's other people, when there's, um, you know, uh, in that situation where I'm, feeling like I'm you know either putting someone on a pedestal or feeling like I'm not enough or feeling like there's going to be judgment of what I say then that actually hinders my ability to be able to express what's inside so it's not I actually don't have a problem with communication but it's just interesting that kind of I noticed I started to notice that I would say that to myself in my mind you know so these identities these things these just these even just a small belief like that then starts to kind of play out and um yeah so I feel like asking yourself challenging those beliefs and challenging those identities is this something that serves me and what's actually you know playing out there what's what 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 is happening uh for me mm. to to be thinking that and um how can i rewrite that pattern um yeah. 
And, and for me, that's about knowing where your base is. Once you know where your base is, it's kind of okay to leave base. You know, you and I recently, and we won't go into any details on this, listeners, but, you know, we've had a, you know, just let's say a slight difference of opinion. And that's fine. And that's healthy. That's very healthy. But in our own way, we both know where our base is at this moment in time. Now, and that's good because what that allows us to do is is leave that base. And so I'll just, you know, uh, there was a moment of frustration or moment or two of frustration listeners from me. And I won't, like I say, I won't go into any more detail than that. But to have someone that holds that space and, and allows you to be that, you know, that release of energy, and it's only a matter of minutes. I mean, just imagine if you can release that anger, that frustration, that toxicity, that negativity in just relatively a few moments and then pick up the pieces because you've gone back to base. Wow, that's not a bad place to be. Mm. I think Oprah Winfrey, she she classed it as the 17-second rule where, you know, I don't know, somebody might cut you up on the road in your car and you get angry and or somebody's jumped in front of you in a queue or whatever it may be. I don't know, but, you know, (laughs) anything. And, you know, she has this thing or had this thing, I'm sure, uh, 17 seconds. Count to 17 seconds and it has to be dispatched within that. Well, I like the idea of it, but the practicalities are you're kind of putting yourself on a bit of pressure there. You know, you're being overly conscious, right? I, you know, I feel so angry and so frustrated. And da 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 da. And by the way, I've only got 16 seconds left, and now I've got 15, but I still feel angry. <laughs> it's like, hang on, life's not like that. But I get the philosophy. But I think yeah. it's, you know, I think it's beautiful when we've got that awareness because we're down to what we what we're searching for here is that basis awareness, isn't it? Mm. Where is my awareness at? So observing myself, being angry, being frustrated. And you know what, world? That's okay. So long as it doesn't hang around too long. And so long as we're not, you know, I think it's kind of within the confines of of people that really understand and love each other and can make allowances and hold that space. That's priceless because what that does is enable us to say, okay, you're better now. You're okay now. Yeah. Sorry about that. Business mm. shop openers normal. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that release, as you say, that release of energy. Because to feel the emotion as it comes up, if you suppress that, if you try and push that down, all it does is start to, it bubbles up. It's like if you have a river and you block it and you build a dam. The river doesn't mm. go away. The flow of the water doesn't go away. Eventually what will happen, it was a burst over the top. And then, so in that moment of feeling that emotion, expressing that and as you say in like a safe space with someone that you can you you know release that energy and just be heard be listened to um and Mm. and just have that expression um and for this uh this brings into my mind um another uh thing that came to me in this question of the greatest challenge in life i feel like one of those um one of the things is to love yourself to love myself you know to love oneself um and to love oneself in all of the emotion 
in all of the anger, in all of the frustration, because it's so easy to, you know, I can love myself when easily when I've just passed a test and I've done 10 out of 10 and I've maybe I've, you know, um, just got a, a, a job or if something's just gone really well or, you know, I'm feeling healthy and I've done, you know, um, lots of exercise and I'm feeling good about myself. It's easy to love myself then. But the ch- the challenge is to love yourself in the darker moments, in the moments where you're feeling like you're judging yourself or you're you're hating yourself or you know you've done something that you're not proud of or you're embarrassed about and so that self-love you know and I know you mentioned you mentioned actually self-love earlier but I feel like it's so I do feel like it's so important to um to love oneself in the darker moments Mm. um I actually I wrote a poem once and I tried to find it, but I couldn't find it. And it was when I was really, really hungover. I was really hungover and I was in despair. And I, I'd been on this cycle of, you know, getting drunk and I was just so hungover. And I felt, I, I didn't, nothing particularly bad had happened, but I was just in that loop. And I was feeling like I was away from my purpose. And I felt so, you know, horrendous and unhealthy. And the poem was, can I love myself even now? You know, can I love myself even now? And um, and I feel like that's that's the challenge, but that's to embrace that all those parts mm. because we see all those parts. We as 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 the person that we are in our life, we see every single second. So we see the moments where maybe we're, you know, maybe we lie, maybe we're not honest, maybe we do something we're ashamed of, maybe we do something all of those moments throughout our whole life we are the ones that that are intimately uh witnessing every single second of that so but it's our perception of how we see that isn't it that's that's the trick here i mean you're right you know these because these are just experiences but boy do we you know we create a story around it and as you say shame and guilt and things like that come into it because we hang on to it hence the need to release you know that's why for me the word mistake doesn't come into my vocabulary they're not mistakes we make they're learnings and you know I've heard people say, well, that's just a fancy play on words. No, it's not a fancy play on words. You know, we at our base are just beautiful, beautiful, I say just, beautiful spiritual beings. We're like a blank piece of paper that's love and compassion. And then we have experiences that challenge us, that condition us, that shape us. And that plants a story in our mind and creates a story of, oh, this is who I am and this is what's expected of me, etc., etc., and we kind of lose sight of where our base is. You know, for me, it always goes back to that base. Know where your base is. And, mm. and wherever that is perceived to be at any one given moment in time, just celebrate it. You know, in terms of a base, is it a palace, which is, you know, beautiful? Or is it a humble shack in a field? It doesn't matter. It's yours. And that's representative of where you are at any one given moment in time. But, you know, there again, through, I think, through conditionings and, and, and what have you, we kind of lose sight of that. And maybe we're not even aware of how important our base is, that inner part of us, that love, that compassion of who we truly are, the soul, if you will, the soul. And that's where the magic starts for me. Mm. So how do you find your base? 
for me personally, it's been a voyage of learning, learning about love, because love is the answer. There's no two ways about that. And, you know, and I say that, listeners, as you know, as a guy that's come from extreme violence um, and, you know, darkness and desperation. But it's having the faith somehow, just even if it's just hanging on by a thread, to know that there is a massive purpose. And that's the other thing that I was going to lead into other than identity is purpose. But you're here for a reason, a profound reason. Now, OK, that might not be abundantly obvious. It's took me many years to actually, <laughs> and I haven't rationalised it at all, but I've got a profound sense of knowing why I'm here. And that's to serve. And that is to serve. Mm. And that for me is the greatest gift, the greatest calling of all. How did I arrive at that place to answer your question? Faith has took me there. Not necessarily faith um, for the sake of faith, but just knowing somehow, even my darkest moments when, you know, bearing in mind I've had two suicide attempts. So this might sound really counter counterintuitive that, okay, well, there's this guy saying this. Now, you know, he's had three nervous breakdowns. And then he's talking about faith. Well, I can only tell my my journey the way it's been for me. And with some people that will resonate and some people it won't. But those moments of solitude and silence have been very profound. Mm. Very, very profound. Because that's where the chaos and the noise and the distraction of the outside world seem to just dissipate and fade away. And mm. bring you back to a place of... Well, it's just me, myself and I and I, you know, in connection with source, with spirit. Everybody will have their own take on that, whatever that may be. But I know how instrumental and powerful that's been in my world and led me to the place now where where I'm at. Is it perfect? Well, what is perfect? You know, do is my life sweetness and light, rainbows and unicorns? It all depends how you define that. Um, I feel honoured. I feel humbled. And I feel so, so grateful to be able to serve with certain people and have certain people in my deepest, deepest inner circle that we can we can talk about X or Y or Z. And there are no barriers between us. That is a beautiful place to be. So in a very simple, you know, some would say prayer, some would mm. say meditation, some would say both. For me, it's been both. Yeah. It's been both and continues to be both at a deeper level where oftentimes intellectually i haven't got a clue what's going on not a clue but i surrender to it i surrender to it because i trust that my calling my life's purpose my soul's purpose is why i'm here in this thing called a human body bit of a deep one that rebecca i don't know uh, it seems strange calling you rebecca as well when uh, we've alluded to on previous episodes penny <laughs> identity um... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's beautiful. And for, for me, prayer and meditation has come into my life in such a way that it, it just words can't kind of describe the impact that that's had in my life. That 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 prayer and that meditation, that solitude, and it is that foundation, as you say, you call it a base. You know, that mm. base of coming back to the center and and all of the noise and the things that we get so wrapped up in the head and you know all of the stories coming back to that that space of just connection with spirit as you say you know that mm -hmm. connection that 
um, that just that feeling, the feelings. I feel like in the day to day, it is easy to get wrapped up in the head and the stories and the doing and the, you know, and so coming back to that feeling and just feeling what's true in essence, um, mm. it, you know, and and from that place, from that place, I'm finding I'm knowing myself more through that meditation, through that prayer. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's... Uh... Spira speaks about this in his non-duality um, philosophy of what I call the BMW, the body, the mind, the world. And I've mentioned this many times before. So no, no apologies really listeners for mentioning it again, because it's been so instrumental and, and, and life changing in my own world where we get so attached to our body. We get so attached to our mind. We get so attached to our world. But these are experiences. We give that power to our body. Oh, you know, I've got a gray hair, so I must do this or you know, my mind's telling me a story, so I must follow it. You know, the thoughts that dominate. And then we become part of the script. And I think to know where your own base is as well is, is key because you can soon become part of somebody else's drama-written story. And that's when you've lost control. And that, for me personally, has left to t left, led to two suicide attempts because I become part of somebody else's story. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And and taking that responsibility, even in those moments, just to kind of say, you know, this is to, to witness it, to, to see what's happening, to to be aware mm. and taking that responsibility. And, and immediately the, you, you get the control back. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think also as well, it's being able to have conversations like this and share conversations like this with the world to, you know, to to give a different perspective. I'm not I wouldn't even remotely be as arrogant as to suggest this is the way and the only way because mm. it's not. Mm. But, you know, sharing conversations with people like this that may somebody may get, you know, something somewhere might land with someone and. Yeah, in the hope that it, you know it can it can make people freer, because mm. we are trapped as humans. We are trapped, you know. So that's maybe one of the things. So we spoke about identity, flirted with the word purpose a little bit, but there's also this kind of thing about freedom, because as you alluded to at the top of this conversation, you know we're kind of trapped in our own minds through that conditioning yet again, mm. of oh well, this is the way it is because this is what. This is what I do. You know, one of the things from, from where I come from, um, what, you know, as a kid, was a very tough inner city council estate, was boys like us don't go to uni. Because I can remember at a young age, there was a guy um, that did well for himself. And there was a grammar school, which I went to, right in the middle of the council estate. I mean, talk about being in the wrong place. It really did not belong there. Or so the outside world might say. It's, well, this is a rough, tough council estate. And you've got this grammar school here for sort of more privileged kids. <laughs> and, and I was the exception because I was certainly not privileged. But this whole kind of thing around... Um, I've lost my thread here. I've gone down a complete rabbit hole. <laughs> a complete rabbit hole, listeners. And that's okay. 
because okay. that, yeah because you know the identity of a podcast host is should be polished should be professional should really deliver the message succinctly shouldn't use cliches shouldn't use generalizations and there we are it's been somebody that's been completely um i don't know um has got on the surface of it inverted commas got it wrong well i tell you what listeners i own that thank you for giving me the opportunity to get it wrong and uh, people will judge whether that's a big thing or not. Mm, absolutely. Freedom. You know. Freedom was a thread, wasn't it? Freedom. Yes, freedom. Yes, freedom. Yeah. There's a paradox there because I feel that, and I've come to know that actually what is freedom? Because we can get and do get trapped in our own goldfish bowl called our mind. Um, for me, I think it's great as social beings when we can swim with other fish not in a goldfish bowl, but in a massive infinite ocean. Mm. And that's yeah. that's where one of the things that... Uh, so where is our base? Maybe our base is to combine the two metaphors, is to swim in a big ocean. Mm. It's interesting with freedom. I've been thinking about freedom a lot recently as well. Um, and, you know... <sighs> immediately what, what comes to my mind with freedom or what maybe the cliche of freedom you know is being in an open field and the sun and you know you're free and but actually freedom is almost like when you're in a really long queue but you're not going to allow your you, you know you're not going to get bogged down with the oh I'm in a really long queue you're going to be light and playful and up you know like life's an adventure it's a, you know I went to the supermarket yesterday and I had such a great time like it was an mm. adventure and yeah. I know that sounds really ridiculous but I, yeah it was like fun and I was talking to myself and I was just kind of like going down the aisles and and you know it's in those mundane everyday moments if you can find the freedom in those moments you know finding the freedom in the moments that you wouldn't necessarily define as free you know there's this kind of idea of it being you know this beautiful um thing but actually I th yeah and that's great you know freedom is going on a walk in a beautiful landscape and seeing the the nature absolutely but as you say it's the constraints of our minds so where are we living in our minds um because that is that's the most that's that's the most beautiful thing when we've got that freedom in our own in our own self but yeah it's such a practice it's such a lifelong journey really in many ways i think this is a a massive conversation i um i mean this is just my obviously i'm in your hands on this you you know you're the host but if i could respectfully suggest that at the top of this conversation i alluded to you know we'd throw the ball around one or two ideas and then I would offer my own personal conclusion. But what this has done for me is opened up many more rabbit holes where I think we can make a little bit of a mini-series out of this. And before I offer my own personal conclusion, it's just my own. doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong, it makes it mine, um, which others may or may not share. But I would say that we kind of explore this further, and I don't offer my conclusive thoughts around what is the greatest challenge, but Ooh, we, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, yeah. In true Hollywood style. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what's, um, what's your thoughts on that, Mom? <laughs> Mom, 
absolutely I feel like that you know there's a lot we can explore with this there's so much um and I'm very curious to know what your conclusion is and I'm curious to know if it's something that we've actually spoken about already on this podcast or if it's something different so um but yeah I think you know there's a lot I'm learning a lot from this conversation and um and I think that that there's there's loads that we can dive you know dive into with this so um yeah let's do another series so do you have any any kind of concluding thoughts as we kind of wrap it up that isn't the actual <laughs> conclusion but anything you want to kind of uh mention your fishing penny wheel you're fishing <laughs> you're fishing and i'm not going to be drawn um other than to conclude by saying don't become part of somebody else's drama Okay. And I know that question wasn't drama driven, but <laughs> I'm not going to be drawn. <laughs> watch All this right. space is my only response to that, listeners. Sure. Watch this space. <laughs> um, and in true gentleman style, I offer you a reciprocate with said question. Have you got anything that you would like to conclude with as a host of this? Uh, yeah. Very interesting dance. Well, for me, it was interesting because as soon as you... Uh, shared this title with me immediately my answer was you know my greatest challenge is myself um but actually we've uncovered so I feel like there's so many layers within that that we've uncovered and so there's a lot more kind of complexity within that as well which is really interesting it's it's interesting to kind of dance around the different nuances and and um I feel like I've learned uh I've learned a lot and I'm learning a lot and just being curious and asking questions and you know, um, hopefully the listeners have got something out of this as well. So, mm. so yes, yeah, stay tuned for the next one. We've got a cliffhanger. Going to reveal the conclusion in the next one. So, yeah. Well, uh, hang, hang on, possibly. Penny. Hang possibly. on. Yeah, possibly. I mean, who knows where the next set of rabbit holes going to take us? I mean, you know, yes, it could be in the next one or it could be thereafter or thereafter. I mean, who knows where this is going to go? Yeah. So, uh, on that curious note, listeners, um, I'm certainly going to sign off and um, say bye, you know, the way I always do. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? <laughs>